Today on CityCast Chicago, if you have a vacant lot on your block, then you know what it's like. The weeds get overgrown, people leave trash or even broken down cars, and you think, why can't we just do something about this? Build a garden or a house. That's what one CityCast listener on the near west side is trying to do. I started in May of 2020. I contacted City. I went through the list. I found out the process of how I needed to apply. I submitted my application in July of 2020. Makima Atkins reached out to us to share her story of trying to buy a city-owned lot. So we tried to get Makima some answers from the city on why it's taking so long. It's Monday, August 1st. I'm Simona Visea, in for Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. The city owns more than 10,000 vacant lots in Chicago. That includes the one behind Makima's condo. Hey, how are you today? How are you? I'm doing well, Jacoby. Makima. How are you doing? Makima runs a catering business, and Jacoby and I met up with her at the lot on Warren Boulevard, just west of the United Center. So we are over here in what? West Loop, East Garfield Park. Uh, West Loop if it's good, East Garfield Park if it's bad. Right? I was looking on the map and I was trying to figure out exactly where the distinction starts. Yeah, I, I really don't know. It really depends on what's going on. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, uh, Makima, how long have you lived in this neighborhood? I've lived here since 2009, so almost 13 years. I live like right back there. Okay. My garage is like four, four doors over. Um, and I love the neighborhood when I moved here. In 2009, it was a little sketchy. You know, things got broken into. Couldn't leave things on the balcony in your garage. But it's changed so much. There's so many more families. We finally have a grocery store and a few quick service restaurants. So I really enjoy the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You got your child over there in the stroller. So it's you, your husband, and you have two kids. Am I yeah, I have. He's 19 months, Reese, and I have a four-year-old. She's in pre-K four, intro to pre-K four right now mm -hmm. at school. Yeah. <laughs> so when you moved over here, uh, were you by yourself? Were you with a... I was a single person okay. and I, these were newly built. And I actually was talking to my neighbors. We were just on the lawn the other day and we were talking how lucky we were to move here when we did. And our Mortgages are really low and the neighborhoods changed so much. So I really love this neighborhood. When the pandemic started, we were looking at homes. We put offer on homes just because we're bursting out of my apartment. I bought it when I was a single person. Now there's four of us in there. So I really, we really need the space and I love the neighborhood. But there are so few single family homes in this neighborhood. So few. I've seen two or three go on sale within the last three or four years. And I've lived here for a long time. So I really want to stay in the neighborhood. My four-year-old goes to Souter. I just joined their parents' board. So I really want to stay in the neighborhood and do what I can to help it. It's really become like something I hold dear to my heart. You know, I try to clean up when I can. I call 311 to clean up this mess when I can. And I would love to stay here. Mm -hmm. And right now we're standing in a vacant lot right across from your condo. Are there a lot of vacant lots in this area? And, and what's so important to you about this one? There are a few. Um, this one is city-owned, so okay. I think there's about seven city-owned lots in the area. So when I was looking into, I actually wanted to do a community garden year, but when I looked in the process, it, no one seemed to like get back to me. So then I put that on pause for a few years, and then 
my friend lives in West Garfield Park and he bought a lot next to his home. So then I thought, well, maybe I should look into this. But it's been like this for 13 years. There used to be more garbage and less cars. Um, but now there's more cars and people use it as parking. But wouldn't it be nice to have a home here? Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like when you look out into the lot, right, it's just kind of taken over by grass, weeds. And so you've seen this lot go from maybe more trash, a little more rundown. What was so? What's what is it about this lot? Is it just because it's close to where you live now, it's or do you see like I the live. potential? Um, I see the potential. This is an extra wide lot, and then this lot just had better sunlight and natural light. It's very important to me. So now I want to build a single family home and I want to do a, my own garden next to my single family home. When you see the lot and you're interested, because I'm thinking if I'm going through my neighborhood and I see a vacant lot, is your first step to like see if there's any appropriate signage? Like yes. how does a person find so out that So I actually did that before I did this. There's a couple of lots around the city and there's a signage that says managed by. So I reached out to those okay. people and no one got back to me. So then I, the city has a website online where you can go and they can show you all of their vacant buildings, all of the vacant lots for sale. So I went through the vacant lots and then I contacted someone from the city and they told me some of the lots that were available for purchase. So before you submit your application, you have to prove that you can afford a lot and you can build and you have a builder and this is how much you think it's going to cost and you have to provide preliminary plans to show them what's going to be on the lot. That sounds like you're going to get a dispensary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is like. the most frustrating process. And in that part of the process, do you see what the going price is? Do you see that there are additional bidders? <laughs> There's no transparency. There's a list and then you apply not knowing what the price is. So I applied for this in July of 2020. I didn't know the price until February 2022. It took that long to do an appraisal. Hey, CityCast Chicago. It's lead producer Carrie Shepard, the team's resident coffee drinker, lover, addict. I never really knew how bad, bad coffee was until I had good coffee. Well, Trade Coffee hooked me up with the good stuff, and it was super easy. First, I took their quiz online. They asked me all these questions about my coffee taste that I didn't even know I had opinions on, and turns out I did. All week, I've been drinking the Hoven Blend, which has notes of citrus and chocolate, and it's very smooth, which is what I like. Currently on its way to me is the signature blend from a roaster in New York. Get in on this. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of 30 bucks off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash Chicago. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Go take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash Chicago and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com for $30 off. Coffee, coffee, coffee. So right now, you said the city owns this process. Um, you started, what, two years ago? I was told that it would take a month to say, yes, you can go ahead with this process. Well, that almost took a year. We got the appraisal done in February, so we're okay with the price of the lot because it is um, it's market value. So we're buying it at market value. So we're okay yeah. with the price. And then we needed to do a land survey, and we needed to do an environmental study. We finally got that done. The city may require us to do a phase two study to ensure that this lot isn't contaminated. What is that price range for this process? Not only buying a vacant lot, but erecting a home on it. Um, so this lot was almost $250,000, which is a good price um, compared to others we've seen. There's a lot, a couple blocks north that's $385,000 that's privately owned. 
just getting the preliminary plans from the architect was $2,000. The environmental study, the phase one is $2,000. Building a home, it really depends on the finishes, but like a basic good home is $450,000. Well, it was $450,000 when I started this process. However, COVID prices have changed, so mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that is. Whew. But think about it. Like we've put... Um, bids on houses in other neighborhoods and 650 will get you something you have to remodel so compared mm -hmm. to what we've seen out on the market i think this is a good process for us so once we submit everything that's needed the studies the survey the plans then we go through the purchase process okay so you have to put a lot of money up front before you even own the lot i have not gone through the how to buy a home process but the how to buy a lot to put up a home uh seems even more cumbersome it's easier to buy a home i've bought two homes it's easier to buy a home than buy a lot can you describe the those what are those key differences that you know buying a home versus buying a lot i think homeowners who are selling and banks that own home or banks that are lending want to get the process done. I feel like the city, there's no expediency. There's no worry to get this done and get tax revenue. It's just been bouncing from department to department. When I started the process, there's so many people involved. And finally, like I wasn't getting answers. So finally, I just like CC everyone I'd spoken to and said, this is my timeline. This is what I've done. This is who I've talked to, like what's going on. And now I'm getting some traction. Mm. And you really about your business. I mean, you've been going through a <laughs> pandemic so annoyed. with this. <laughs> the Department of Planning and Development oversees vacant lot sales, so we asked them for an interview. They declined. We did ask why it's taking so long for Makima to get this property. Here's what they said. The sale is taking longer than usual, about twice as long, in fact. And like many things, a big reason is bureaucracy. A different department used to run this type of sale, and Makima got caught up in the switch. They also said the lot needs more environmental analysis to ensure construction is safe. A spokesman said the city is committed to, quote, empowering community residents through land sales, having closed on hundreds of lots in recent years. For context, the city owns more than 10,000 vacant lots in Chicago. So what does the timetable look like now? I've kind of given myself until October 1st to break ground. And if we don't, then I think I'm just going to walk away because I've invested so much time and energy into this. If, to put it bluntly, why should the city care that people like you want to stay in their neighborhood, that they're that they're working this, that you're working this hard to stay here? Mm. Why shouldn't they care? This is what, 10, 12, maybe $15,000 a year in taxes. I spend a lot of money in this neighborhood. I own a small business. My kitchen is just three blocks away. So they should care that people who want to stay in, people who are producing and paying taxes should want to stay in the neighborhood. But if October 1st comes, comes along and they haven't even approved the phase one study or we haven't moved forward, then I'm going to go to another neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I've looked in other neighborhoods, but I love what this neighborhood has to offer. They need to streamline their plan. I think the current plan they have is for developers and they sort of like adapted it to homeowners. But I think they need a separate plan from homeowners. They need to ensure that someone's communicating with the homeowners because I've called and emailed and called and emailed. And it takes sometimes days, weeks, months to get a response. But they if they want people to stay in the neighborhood, if they want people to care about the neighborhood, they too need to care about the neighborhood. I've called 311 at least a couple times a month for them to mow the lawn and move the garbage out of here. And they used to do that. But that couch has been here for at least four months now. And I know I've called at least three times since and it's still here. 
I've started um, some notes on how they can improve this process that I'm going to submit to them once, <laughs> once we finish this. <laughs> I hope they do it. I hope they, they make this easy for other people because it's been really frustrating. I mean, I just want to know what, 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 the, what the problem is. The city is planning to update the way it sells its vacant lots later this fall. The Department of Planning and Development told us the changes will help future buyers avoid some of the problems Makima has had. In the meantime, we've got a couple resources plus photos of Makima and the lot in today's newsletter. Find it at chicago.citycast.fm. And looking ahead to the week's news, Rogers Park residents can join Alderwoman Maria Haddon for a Zoom meeting Wednesday about a potential men's shelter on the north side. There's a link to register in our show notes. Applications close Thursday to get a free bicycle from the city. The Transportation Department is giving out 5,000 bikes to residents who qualify. And starting Friday, the state will reduce sales tax on school supplies through August 14th. And some good news to get you through. C2E2 is back at McCormick Place this weekend. Jacoby and I are both Marvel slash comic slash general nerd fans, and we had the chance to visit the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo last year after a pandemic delay. Check the link in the show notes to listen back. Thanks so much for listening. Jacoby is back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. So like the other ones are just like really shady.